The Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hello, Mike. Hey, Chet. How are you? I can hear my chair all like in my headphones all eerie, eerie <laughs> as I leaned forward. God, <laughs> great way to start the show. Gotta oil uh, that no, thing. No kidding. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cold out there, I hear. It's cold and I, you know, I've had a busy day and I know you have also had an incredibly busy day, but we're recording this, what, like two days after the last one, because I'm going to be unavailable for a period of time here for an annual trip. And yeah. uh, so we're just recording it and getting it done. And we have exciting things to talk about, despite the fact that we're, we're both a little burnt out. Yeah. I, I feel like for the past like five or six episodes, we've been always like, oh man, I'm burnt out. <laughs> but yeah, it's the reality just, of it. That's just, that's just. The constant thing. Hey, you know what? One thing. Well, a couple of things I was going to say before we start. I still think it's the weirdest thing whenever you tell me, yeah, I'm going on a hunt, my annual hunting trip. <laughs> it's, it's so like incongruous. You, you don't seem like the hunting type. And you're not really. Steve Johnson said the same thing to me when I, it was funny because I got on <laughs> Steve Johnson for our audience is, is the author of this book, Rubberhead. It's a series actually, that's going to be coming out here. He kickstarted his first one, not that long ago, really he's a, successful he's a, Kickstarter. Yeah, big, and he's and a big, big time makeup effects guy. Yeah. From like from Slimer, the, from Ghostbusters and effects. yeah, all the, all the big old 80 horror movies and Chet, Chet, you worked in the same circles as him, right? Yeah, that was the one shop I never worked at, though. And he was one of the shops that I thought put out the best work. And I was always kind of like wished I had worked there. But um, anyway, well, yeah, Steve Johnson got on the phone with me and, and like hunting <laughs> trip. yeah, I know. And he's a vegetarian, too, just like you. You know, so it's so funny because he's like, so how's it going? You know, we hadn't talked in a while. And and I was like, oh, well, you know, things are good. I'm a little busy. I'm ramping up to go on my annual hunting trip. And he's like, I just did not. You did not strike me as that kind of hunting guy. You know, I had to go into my whole spiel about it with him like I do with you. You know, right, right, yeah. and, and by the end of it, he was like, oh, I can I get that. I can yeah, respect it's, that. It's, it's, I mean, and the side deal, of course, is that I'm such a terrible hunter that I've, I'll be 38 this month and I've been doing it since I was 13 and I've never gotten an animal. So <laughs> basically, you might as well just call it meditating in nature. For uh, it's, me. A, it's a it's a father son thing. It's your dad's yeah, thing. There's definitely that. It's a huge part of it. But also it's for me, it's home, you know, because like my childhood home, like you and I think most people, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, some other family lives in it, you know. So for me, the longest running place in my life that I consider home is the cabin, you know, because I had right. that. My parents have had that cabin for the most, you know, most of my life. I think it was like six when they got it. But still, it's like I can always go back there and it's the same, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like a sensation of coming home. And so to be able to do that once a year is really, it's a great sabbatical, you know, yeah. it's really healthy. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is, you know, what do you think about, I was thinking we should change the intro to the show. The intro music, you mean? No, not the music. Or, or what? I, my jabber? Your jabber. I'm wondering, uh, yeah, just yeah. as the, as the show, uh, it's not bad. I just think as the show has kind of become what it's become that I wonder if there's you know, I wonder if there's a better way of explaining it. Well, hey, maybe we should ask our audience right now and just see what they say. You guys can comment on this. Yeah, I mean, I, and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure people who listen to it regularly are sick of hearing that <laughs> the thing, same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> but, since we don't, and since we don't listen to them, you know, we don't have to <laughs> subject ourselves to my little rap at the beginning. It was just, it was just, a, it was just a 
thing I thought of. So anyway, okay, why not? Let's. I think we should throw it out to the community right now. You know, because right, that's the right. thing. Is it is community. It's a cooperative of people, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Actually, yeah. I mean, this today's uh, Mike. You know, we're I'm getting ready for DesignerCon, which is going to have happened by the time this aired airs, and um, so I'm going crazy this week, and then Mike's got to go on his trip. <clears throat> so we're trying to do a show that's just kind of laid back and easy and fun and and uh but we do have some things we want to talk about and um you know mainly that the 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 topic i think we wanted to talk about was really more talking about this community the dark art community and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at how it's developing you know cuz cuz i'm seeing changes all the time i'm seeing it grow so much you know it's it's not as huge as I know it's going to be. And I know you feel the same way. It's like, we yeah, both are yeah. like, okay, come on. You know, you can see, you can see the growth, but we both see this potential for this thing to be like huge and global. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, so it's just like kind of waiting and <clears throat> watching it grow, but you know, it's very cool to see, see the community itself growing and not just the art uh, scene aspect of it, but more like the communal aspect of it. Like yeah, people, yeah, like every, the every, friendships. Yeah, the friendships, people know, getting to know each other and people helping each other out and some people becoming, uh, starting to establish themselves as artists that used to be fans and it's just super, such a cool thing. You know? Yeah, it's really exciting. Well, and I just, you know, I just had, I mentioned obviously on the Travis Louie episode, and so they're going to have to hear another another bit of about it. But I just had Mr. Uh, Andrew Hawkins out here for his Land of Enchantment tour. And of course, we spent, you know, the vast majority, a lot of the places here in New Mexico, when you go on a tour, you drive to, as you you know, and they're long distances apart. And oftentimes you could drive for six hours without hitting a stoplight, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're just driving and talking and watching the scenery. And that was one of the things that Andrew remarked upon was ultimately the gratification that he gets and also that he knows the other people that he has relationships with through the dark art scene get from that camaraderie and that community, you know, mm-hmm. and between people, he was like, you know, I wouldn't know people like Carrie Nagy. I wouldn't know people like Patrick Ty. I wouldn't know people like Siobhan Radke. I wouldn't know these people if it weren't for this community. And, and there are various artists within that community that these people are able to come together around. And of course you happen to be one of those people. And so, you know, Andrew and I were kind of having this very loquacious, you know, Mm -hmm. vociferous discussion all about, you know, how, how this community is really something that is helping people. And a lot of these people, it's helping them with deep, deep traumas. I mean, you know, things that they went through when they were young and this dark art helps them to be able to digest that and face that and assimilate that and open themselves to be better, better beings, you know? And so it's this really, again, there's that weird kind of tongue in cheek, almost, uh, turning it on its head thing where we're, you know, the people that are producing this really dark subject matter are in some ways, you know, the people that are actually getting down to that, that place of, uh, opening themselves up and, and doing the more godly path, which is, again, right. there's that irony in that, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. you said, like you've said so many times, the world's so fucked up now that the good guys are the bad guys and the bad guys are the good guys. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's exciting. It's, it's really, uh, it's, I, I, to me, it's the, it's the scene I never had growing up. It's the scene I wish I had growing up, you know? And, um, you know, I, I could have just kind of kept going my way and painting and, 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 and just focusing on that, which of course is, you know, it's my main focus, of course, but, um, it seemed, it's so weird. This whole dark art society thing just, 
kind of happened out of nowhere and took on a life of its own. And, and I think you and I have just been sort of following the lead of it, you mm-hmm. know, cause I never, yeah, yeah. I never expected or I never considered anything like that. I never considered like starting a, group or a movement mm-hmm. or anything. I even remember, I remember in 2014 when I had gone out to, to uh, interview Myron Walters, one of our executive producers for I Like to Paint Monsters, one of his Kickstarter rewards was that interview. Plus he was just, we had fun, we hung out. And then I come on and hung out with you and you were like, we're sitting there, you know, in that back room and you're musing and you were like, you know, maybe, maybe it turns out this documentary isn't really about me. Maybe it turns out this documentary is really about like this, this, I don't know, this dark art movement, you know, you know, because at that point in time, it was like people were saying it on, on camera for us, you know, Erwin was saying all these people right. were saying it, but no one was really like admitting that that was what was going on. Like, or, you know or, what I or mean? We, we were the last to know more, more like, yeah, it. that's what it's it was. like all that's the, it. all the, right. you know, the actual people in, in it, the fans and the, and the collectors saw it. And it's like, we didn't really quite see it, which is really hilarious. And you were like, maybe this doesn't end up being a documentary about me. Maybe this ends up being more a documentary about this movement right. and what it can do for the people and what it's already doing. And, you know, so it's again, it's funny that the, I, I'm flashing back, you know, three years to conversations that here we are now. And I feel like, you know, like you said, when I was a, you said this is the cool group that was missing when you were a kid. It's like, I remember watching Christian Slater pump up the volume, you know, doing this, like this, this like broadcast, he's like busting in and people are all stoked. And here we are sitting with these mics and these fucking pop filters and these headphones looking at each other, broadcasting for free to the masses. Like they were doing, you know, through jamming channels in the eighties. And it's just like, it's so weird how shit unfolds. You know, you're like, you're a kid and you look at the world and you have these fantasies and these dreams and, you know, you think you, you have this idea, but you don't. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, fast forward 30 years, years and all of a sudden you're like i am the guy i thought i was gonna be but man right, it happened yeah. totally I, different yeah, than i thought i, I always <laughs> hoped yeah the guy i always hoped i was gonna be you know and it happened right. in some weird roundabout way weird way yeah and that's how i feel about the dark art movement is that it's like it's just this organic thing that's happening and you and i are kind of just like well we see that it's happening and why not utilize the resources that we have to continue to fertilize it because if it's the seed and we're growing it you know it needs water and it, it needs nourishment and it needs nurture in order to bloom into what it can be, you know, someone's got to up, right? Yeah. It's, it just, it's, I guess it's in a way it's, it's how I've always approached everything in my life really, which is sort of, you get a notion and you follow it. And if it doesn't work, you stop following it eventually. And if it does work, you keep following it, which is sort of how I started painting with those monster portraits. Um, (laughs) I remember hearing a, an, an interview with uh, Rob Wright, the bass player, <clears throat> singer from No Means No, and that him, the, the interviewer asking him, "What's what are your future plans?" And he's like, "We have no plans. We have no plans. We've never had any plans. We just do. We just go go with it and, and just see what happens." He's like, "Plans always get screwed up," <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> "I was like, yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. It's more of a. It's a. It's a more." Uh, what's the word uh, improvisational way of, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. living really where you're mm-hmm. sort of going with the flow basically, you know, in the best, yeah, in the yeah. best way, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not, right. not conforming to things you disagree with, but more like seeing, seeing the way that the energies are going, being able to recognize them the way the energy is part of it. Yeah. The, the way they're kind of pushing you and, 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 you know, you get it from other people, you hear it from other people enough times you start going, Hey, maybe this is, 
something I should look at. And then you start looking mm-hmm. at it and you're like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I'll kind of go in this direction. And it just really, well, yeah, the, the, I'm, the unfolding. You should be like a, <clears throat> yeah. And you should be a facilitator, right? I mean, like, that's really what I, I see you doing in your painting is that you're facilitating this translation of what it, you have this imagination, this imaginal realm of into this thing that you're creating. Right. But you're just facilitating that. Just like if I'm documentary filmmaking, you know, how many times did I want really badly to do something with that film that we ended up not using in the film? Right. right. Because I have to listen to it. I'm facilitating this thing, mm-hmm, yeah. but I've, but, but it's bigger than me and it has a louder voice than me and yeah. it has these ideas of its own. And if at some point in time I stop serving it and it starts serving me, I think that's when you're, you're getting into that danger zone. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Sure. I'm not, and when I say that, I'm not saying that it doesn't serve me and I would like to differentiate because obviously it does serve me. Creating art is nourishment for my soul. And also if I can make money doing it all the better. But what I mean is, is that if we were, if we we're going along making that documentary and at some point in time, you were like, you know, the film would be better if this, this, and this. And everyone else was saying, you know, I, I, I trust my trusted people. Yeah, it'd be better if you did this and this. But then I just decided, well, you know what? Fuck all of you because I wanted to do this for me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's, that's, that's where I'm drawing that line in the sand, you know? And, and when that happens, I think again, that's when the pact or the agreement that you have with the art is broken. Right. And, and you know, I think that that's one of the things that's important for everyone to remember in this whole dark art society and this whole entire dark art movement and any movement for that matter that you're in is that your behavior, it actually reflects the movement that you represent, just like if you work for, let's say, IBM or Microsoft or a casino or you work for McDonald's, the reality is if those people see you there and then you go out and act a fool, <laughs> it's going to come back to that place you work for. So even if we're not all intentionally working for the dark art movement, or maybe some of us are, but the reality is we are all by proxy working for the dark art movement. So if our goal here is the dark art society is to legitimize the dark art movement as fine art to advocate for the fact that it's not a bunch of cultish nonsense, that it's not a bunch of satanic nonsense, that it's not a bunch of people that are interested in just hurting others and seeing people be hurt for the sake of pleasure, that those things right there, if for us, that's not what it's about. Right. And the thing is, is, we want to fight against that because that is what is keeping us from breaking through that gap as a collective into a place where ultimately I think we could thrive and succeed like many other fine artists that aren't hammered down by this label of dark art. So how we behave, whether that's online, whether that's you know in personal relationships, whether that's in business relationships, all of those things reflect back on this thing we represent because if you're art in your subject matter is dark in any way, shape or form. It's going to fall into this dark art category movement. So there is a huge responsibility, I think, that comes with people like us and the people that we know, whether they're friends, fans, collectors or they're artists. All of these people, what we put out there and then how we behave, that reflects upon this cooperative that we're creating. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, you know? we all, you know, I, I think we all ultimately have a responsibility to each other to treat each other with respect and to kind of put the movement first above, you know, it's like I posted uh, one of my dumb quotes on Facebook uh, the other day. What was it? The art, the art should, the ego should always serve the art and not the other way around. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so true. It's like, that is what the ego is for is to push the spiritual agenda. 
It's not to subjugate the spirit, the spirit, whatever you want to call. Right. If you want to call right. the spiritual to your, to your primal base needs. Yeah, and yeah. So if you want to call, you know, if you're an atheist, you could call the spiritual agenda a just, you know, the po- you know, the positive agenda or the agenda of so, do, doing benef- something that benefits everybody. Positive instead of negative. Right. Right. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's, that's why we, you know, and, and so far 99% of the community has just been like surprisingly so cool. I just, you know, someone was, yeah, someone was saying the other day I was talking on a thread and they were talking, it was, it was Laura Dan talking about, um, she's a painter. She's really great. And she was talking about, she also has a, I wish I forgot her name. She does screen screen printing t-shirts milk prints is that what it is i could be wrong anyway lara dan l-a-r-a-d-a-n-n um and uh she was talking about uh, you know is what about is the mystery lost since we're all showing our processes now is is it is there something missing from that so there was a big debate on her thread because some people were like yeah i think it's better you know it's kind of it's cool to not not know how it's done and then of course i was on the side of showing it all and i really love process i'm a process junkie so i like to share it i like to watch so it wasn't a a, uh, anyone's right or wrong it was just a friendly conversation about this subject and Mm -hmm. um and i was saying how I, i put all my stuff out there constantly and she had mentioned in, in, in her response um, that something about, oh, because other people were talking about, yeah, like when you share your your processes, you've got these biters and you got assholes and you got people that are just want to learn from you and they're disrespectful and they come at you and just like, how do you do that? And they don't even say hello. And so, you know, someone was mentioning that they you're kind of opening up to people that are just going to rip you off. And, and I mentioned how I just kind of share everything. And she said something about, you know, well, you it's you are in a unique position with your fan base that they're so respectful and so cool. And you don't have a lot of people doing that, taking advantage of of that sharing. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, and t- but to me, it's not just my it's, it's especially my fan base is like I, I still can't believe it. Like I remember when I was first starting out, I'm like okay, I got to brace myself because there's going to be all these assholes out there that give me shit and I'm going to get so much crap for doing dark art. And it's like, I, it's such a rare occurrence that it surprises me when it happens now, mm-hmm. because everybody mm-hmm. I talk to again, 99% of the people that contact me or I talk to are totally respectful, not kissing my ass, but just nice people. You could tell they're kind people. And um, I think it's a, one of those things to where you, you, you know, you kind of attract people to to you that that you know the energy you put out you kind of attract those people to you yeah Um, absolutely so i i I, but anyway further than my own fan base which which are just amazing people uh i think it's the whole dark art community is full of amazing people and i know we've said that a million times and um it's it's really not like we're not kissing ass it's just a fact and and it and i talk to people like well, it's surprising too. yeah I mean, the reason we because it's such a high out, ratio of cool of yeah. cool nice people it's 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 not it's like so uncharacteristic any other group you can go to there's going to be like you know maybe 70 30 or something 30 percent assholes 70 percent cool mm-hmm. people generally maybe something like that and with or even down to 60 40 yeah I mean, really <laughs> yeah but i mean with the you know all my experience at the shows and, and anything anything regarding this uh dark art movement the people are just 
super cool to each other and not just well, to me. It's that's like why cool I keep to coming back. Other, you know, I mean, I had no reason when I, when I met you and started the documentary, I had no, what was, what would be my, I couldn't capitalize on it. So there was like nothing for me to win by <laughs> keeping going to these events. You know what I mean? Like, right. unless if it was so much fun and the people were so cool and so welcoming and so awesome. Cause I'm a hermit dude. If people can't like, if, if I will just say fuck people. I mean, that's why I live in the middle of nowhere. Cause right. it's like the vast majority of my experiences with the dominant public are not pleasant for me. And you know, I mean, I can toe the line. That's great. But when I feel where I feel my tribe or my kindredship with people, you know what I mean? So what would, have been my motivation or, or my agenda to push the dark art thing back in the day, even now, if it hadn't pleased me so much to have this sensation of community that I got involved this deep. I mean, Jesus, I just made a documentary about a guy. And next thing I know, you know, like this is my whole life, right. you know, <laughs> and it's, but I bet it's because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. And because of the things that you just said, which is that people are so incredibly humble and accessible and friendly and that they treat each other with respect. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's, it's why we bring up that, you know, for people out there that are on that fine line of like, man, it's rough. I'm having a hard time. Maybe I should, you know, cheat. Maybe I should steal. Maybe I should hustle a shitty angle in order to benefit myself. Don't do it. You know, you have, right. that's what this whole thing is, is free will. The reality is, Chet, you give away your stuff for free. And if people benefit from it, that's free will. If they want to take it and steal it and learn from it, fuck them. Who cares? The reality is at the end of the day, Dan Larner, my, my screenwriting professor and the chair of my concentration for my filmmaking committee once said to me, he said, Mike, he said, doesn't matter if anybody ever stole anything you did because no one can do it like you do it. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing for you. No one can do it like Chad Zar can do it. No one can do it like any of you listening can do it. The reality is, is we are signature beings. So yeah, put it out there. Who cares? There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to steal. There's nothing to have, but you can hustle people in ways that have lack integrity and lack morals well, yeah. and lack ethics. Yeah. And, and that reflects poorly upon the greater community because people look more at that than they do at the other 99% right. of people. That rotten apple is what makes the stink and smells and it gets the attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, that's these are these are all things we need to think about as as the community grows too. Is is um, you know how how we want to be viewed by outsiders, so to speak. How we you know how we present ourselves, and um, I you know I think I I what I see generally is a community of people sharing and giving to one another. And supporting each other, and I, I would like to see that be, the, um, the constant main thing that people think of when they when they totally. hear about it. You know, hear about it's like it. a little road bump here or there that everyone forgets about because they passed over right. it and it was unpleasant for a second, and then it was gone. And that that road that that road bump was in that road is the dark art society because that's the thing that you're riding on, and that's right. the thing that's smooth and fun and enjoyable and and treating everyone equally and and properly. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think that you know all these things like ethical concerns and how you know how just there's so much to think about and to um, try and cultivate, try and cultivate the good things and um, just grow this community, you know, and really feel like you could be a part of it. Um, I, I guess that maybe that's a good time to introduce this idea we had for this uh, Patreon, which I know Patreons have been kind of getting a bad rap here and there for people not being able to deliver rewards and stuff like that. But <clears throat> And we, you know, this is 
uh, Mike is a big fan of the, the lore podcast. L O R E. Yeah. And um, that guy, the first time I thought of Aaron uh, Mankey. Yeah. First time I thought of a uh, podcast having some kind of way to support it using a Patreon was because you told me about his page. I, or I actually started listening. And I noticed he had a Patreon and you had mentioned sure. it. And since, you know, you know, we're doing this podcast, just, you know, making time for it and donating our time for it and, and energy into it just to make this thing happen. And um, so Mike had the idea of creating a Patreon for it, for the dark Absolutely. art. Absolutely. For the dark art society, just as a way to get the ball rolling. I mean, we've been talking about starting this kind of society, some kind of, uh, you know, a website with resources for people that are moving to new towns that need to know where cool dark art galleries are, where other dark artists are, maybe in their area that they can hook up with. It, you know, we still are totally figuring it out, but it seems like um, if we we keep it simple and make the rewards easy, but still desirable it's it might be the first step in being able to grow this movement by starting this patreon which i think we're going to maybe launch this month or something yeah well i think the goal here i mean i've been you know i've been the way that chet and i work kind of our workflow just for you for you guys because you've seen us do kickstarters and things of that nature and this isn't a whole lot different than kickstarter i mean for anybody who doesn't isn't familiar with the the name patreon it's just another it's kind of a crowdfunding platform but the way that it's working is towards sustainable income for artists and so you all should actually go out and take a look at it yourselves because it's a great resource the idea is basically that you can get a monthly membership ultimately and so people choose how much they want to give you and it comes through every month and you're able to utilize that money to create projects and those goals are listed for people that are checking it out and they choose their rewards just like with a kickstarter but it's a monthly thing and so that way these people are saying yeah i can afford 15 bucks a month yeah i'll I'll skip grabbing my coffee you know one day a week and my burger one day a week and I'll, i'll drop it or hey i can afford 150 a month the idea is basically that you're putting this money in in order to keep those wheels turning. And when I talk about the wheels, you know, Chet and I are sitting in front of microphones that cost him money and pop filters that cost him money and earphones that cost me money and internet that costs us both money. And Brian Kilgore is spending all this time taking files that I've, you know, split tracks and sent them to him on platforms that cost money per month, you know, and then he's over there mastering and mixing and then sending them back. And there's a lot involved in a podcast. So the idea is, is that we're providing this resource and we want it to be a free resource along with all of these other peripherals, whether that's a a website that's free with resources, like Chet said, to direct you to, let's say galleries, group shows, you know what I mean? Uh, Conversations with people about commissions and uh, contracts and, Mm -hmm. you you know, also tutorials on how to paint. And there's all these different things we want to be able to provide and we want to be able to provide them as free resources. And so the idea is that if we work as a cooperative, people that have more money can help keep it free for the people that don't have any money. There are artists out there that can't give us a dollar a month, but all those people that can are going to help us to keep these resources free for those people that can't. Because everybody is cooperative for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's like 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 I was saying it's it's like a starting point, you know. We got these big dreams, Mike and I. Um, I think like a dark, you know, and Mike I know agrees with me because we've talked about this. Uh, a dark art society magazine would be amazing. Like imagine juxtaposed, but for dark art, there isn't one. There isn't a magazine, and it might be 
ridiculous because I don't know if magazine magazines seem to be going away, but you know, it's still, I would like to, I, you know, I would like to see it. Even so, if we were just making it for the people that were a part of this dark art society, right, even right. if we couldn't make it for the mass people, even if it was just for us, just a great, you know, or it could be an online magazine, who knows, but there's things sure. like, like, that. yeah, yeah. There's, there's things, there's so many th- things, ways this can go. And, you know, by becoming a part of the community, I just, I think that, that, you know, one thing I've been saying all along is we need to galvanize the community, galvanize the community, galvanize the community in some way. And, um, you know, I think the podcast was kind of an early step in in starting this whole thing. And uh, I think a Patreon might be um, the next step in that. It's an experiment. We're going to see how it goes. Um, uh, But it might be, I think it would be the next step to, in the sense that um, everyone can come together, those who can support. And, you know, if you're able to support, you're going to be able to get these little extras. But the meat of it, which is definitely a website for sure, the podcast for sure, those two things will be free for everybody. So all of the, you know, the main resources uh, will be free. We'll, we'll be able to keep this free for everybody, which is the important thing to, to us. And I think everybody would agree that we want, you know, we're not all about exclusivity. It's one thing that's really cool about the, this, this movement, the way I see it. And I know the way Mike sees it is that it's very inclusive, just like we were talking about, uh, before the show, Mike and I, that how we had Gabe Leonard on and, you know, Travis Louie to a degree, it's like these, guys not might Travis Louie I feel like is you know in my mind I don't know if it's even in, in his mind he's always been labeled like a pop surrealist but to I me, wanted to ask him I like I felt like I'd be like it would be weird to be like dude do you consider yourself a dark artist because I, know. I totally consider I know him I, dark. I, I, I mean, mean absolutely unequivocally like, like I said on the show you know he's a little more in the whimsical uh fun end of it because it, it is dark is dark can be whimsical. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all very broad. But Gabe, you know, he's definitely more in a in a mainstream role. But I think that's that's cool that we are able to. Gabe's a great resource for all of us to learn from, and he's a great artist for all of us to enjoy his work. So I think it's cool to be able to bring to not just be like dark art only. It's more it's more about. It's it's bigger than the, the, the than the title. That's it's yeah, like it's that's like what I was gonna say. One one thing I remember um when I started getting involved in the tattoo scene is um one of the guys, I forget who it was, told me, you know, it's like we don't have problems with people do, who don't have two tattoos. It's like the non tattoo pe- we don't have problem with non tattoo people, but a lot of the non tattoo people have problems with us because we have tattoos, you know, and it's like I thought that was really admirable and really kind of a cool attitude that, um, you oh. know, it's, it's, it's all about inclusion and bringing people together. So, um, anyway, Absolutely, because that's the thing is that I think that, you know, like, I just think it's so important to reiterate that, you know, the sum is greater than the parts is right. basically what you just said. And, and really that's Plato, right? So what you said is, is that, yeah. Okay. So we're saying that the, you know, there's this, this title here, it's the dark art thing because we have to call it something and shit. Everyone's already calling it that, but we are interested in creating a, a field that can bring for far more 
related in a fringe level into what it is that we're doing. You know, I mean, because I think about all of these artists who I look at and I would say, I think it's dark, but it's so subjective because right. somebody else might look at that and say, no, that's not dark at all, you know? And so that's part of the fun thing about right. I, why I like the, the, the term dark art is because it's like so ambiguous. Like, well, what's dark to you is not dark to me right. or what's dark to me may not be dark to you. And so it's really fun because it isn't exclusive. It is, as you said before, inclusive. Right. The whole idea is that we want to bring as many different forms of resources together to benefit the people, whether that's resources from, you know, somebody who's a pop surrealist, someone who's into avant-garde, right. someone who's really into dark art or lowbrow, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's, um, I think what we want as a movement really is to be, is to be allowed a seat at the table of all these different, you know, surrealists and the realist people, the people are painting uh, more mainstream stuff and portrait people and landscapes, uh, uh, different uh, veins of art that are, that are considered legitimate. It's like, we feel like we deserve to be part of that. And, you know, and it's funny because one part of me, I was thinking the other day, it's like, you know, one part of me is like, why do I want any kind of validation from mainstream culture? Do I even want that? Cause I was thinking about, okay, the punks didn't give a shit if they got accepted, they weren't doing it for any kind of acceptance. Um, and eventually it did get integrated in the, into the, into society. And you could probably say, you know, make some, uh, bad things about that, you know, like it necessarily, that wasn't necessarily a great thing, but, um, so th- there is that angle to it. Like, you know, maybe there is, but, but I, I just, I don't like, I don't like the, I like that we, we have a place to come together and feel like we're part of something and feel like we're not all weirdos and that we, we are, we're legit. We have, you know, we're just as valid as anybody else for what we want, what we want, what we like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't like when that becomes, I've heard other people talking about it, like to where they're talking shit about anyone outside of that movement. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because totally. I, 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 I becomes think, this like bourgeois thing, <laughs> right? Where, where it's like, you know, then, then, then the, the, you know, the downtrodden has its own little click and then everyone else is excluded from that. And it's like, that's not what it's all about. Because dark, me. as we've all said, dark art is the people's art, whatever that is, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, I, I think though, it's important to remember that at least for me and, and everyone I think is going to feel differently about why it is that the dark art movement is important to them. For me, I could give two shits about acceptance, except that acceptance at that table means that people that are doing this work make more money and goddamn right they deserve it right, right? Yeah. so for me that's that why would i care about acceptance on a mainstream level simply because you deserve to make five times what you're making for a painting because travis louis deserves five times what he's making for a painting right, right. that's and all and people listening to the show that the idea is that for me that would be why I would care about the acceptance, right. you know, insofar as ideally why I care about the, you know, legitimizing factor and the advocating factor is rather because I would like to limit the amount of persecution in our world against people who are doing this right. type of material, especially young people, right, you know, right. because that's, that's, yeah. that's for that's, me that, you know, and again, yeah, everyone's yeah. different. Everyone's yeah, no, got no, their no. own little concoction. You I know? agree. I, I, that's, that's probably the, 
the biggest point, actually. I think that's a great point. And, you know, by legitimizing, I'm not even suggesting we want to be in the blue chip galleries and take it seriously by the uh, art establishment. That's not, not ever really what I'm thinking. It's to me, it's always You're talking been, like popular consciousness. Right. Yeah. And it's I, not only do I feel like we're getting, you know, we've gotten for so long the short end of the stick and I'm talking about going back to, you know, Giger and Bekshinsky, you know, not mm-hmm. getting really famous until after he died and Giger, you know, not getting famous until he did alien before he's doing alien. He was doing incredible stuff, you know, and, and he's to me, he should be up there with the greats of all time. Um, but it's like the, uh, uh, not only is it for the people who are into the, into dark art to have a place to feel accepted and to feel normal, but also I think it would benefit so-called normal people who who don't aren't aware of the dark art thing i think that it's like a healthy thing yeah, I, th- yeah. I think so i think that it would be i think it would be good for the culture to understand it because i think it has a lot to offer for people that don't aren't don't even know they would like dark art you know what i'm saying totally because you know i i just interject one thing <laughs> My parents raised me, and I know I've said this on the show before, but they, they know me. We had a very open, strong relationship. My parents are still together. You know, we, contrary to the vast majority of the people that I have met in my life, I, my trauma had nothing to do with my family situation. My trauma had to do right. with what was going on in my head or my spirit or whatever. But nevertheless, my parents, the first time they watched I Like to Paint Monsters, we, we got done, and they both looked at me, and my dad was like, I finally understand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's the amazing thing right there. That's the magic. That's the moment, you know, because that's what I want. My parents are mainstream. You've you know, my parents, they are straight up. Don't get me wrong. They're awesome. They're interesting. They like to dabble in things that are a little bit outside the box, but nevertheless, they raised me and they didn't get it. And it took that film for them to be like, holy shit. And And, holy shit. (laughs) And not only is that, uh, you know, personally beneficial to you, but for them, it gives them more art to, to love. It gives them more. They see that there's heart behind it. I mean, that was my dad's thing. He was like, I thought that it was just like, you know, people wanting to just see pain and, and suffering because it made them feel good. And he's like, and I realized that in fact, it's actually because, you know, seeing this pain and this suffering that these people are going to brings them together because they realize that everyone is going through that and we should band together, you know, and it was just like to have him parrot that back. (laughs) That's the moment, you know? So that's, I mean, that's, it's enrichment for him too. It's it's so it's like from your, from the dark art side, you got something out of it because you, you felt like people that previously didn't quite understand your interest in this understood now, but also they have another form of art to advantage point. Yeah. Like they could look at your paintings and see them through an eye. They never even would have given a chance. Like they'd have been like, Oh fuck that. I'm not even looking at that. But now they're willing to actually stand there and be like, wow, that's, and then like you said, they see beyond even the subject matter into the artistry. And they're like, holy shit, these people are incredible, you know? And so, yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, and that that, bringing up the technical point as well is uh, in the same way that we need to, I believe we need to um, uh, tend to our ethics and morals and really be, uh, like you know everyone think of themselves as an ambassador to the movement yes. we also need to focus on our technical shit too 
You know, we also need to get our technical shit together. That's why anyone who wants to be part of this movement that is painting or sculpting or creating art really needs to focus on technique because that's part of being taken seriously. And I, and I know because, you know, part of this being the people's artwork or artwork for um, more, I think the average person would get it, especially nowadays because whatever tattoo culture has made this a little more accept acceptable and uh, horror movies culture and fan culture in general. But um, uh, a lot of people just want to do it because they, they love it. So it's, it's appealing to a lot of people, a lot of younger people on this mass scale. Right. So what you get is a lot of people that haven't gone to art school and haven't done their studying that just want to start doing it. And so it's really incumbent upon them and to get your shit together and know what you're doing and really work hard because your artwork is also representing the movement, maybe more than anything, but you know, so that's, but that's part of why I think it's great that we share with each other because we want, I want to see, I, I think it would be so cool to have, the best painters be dark artists. That would be yeah, so cool yeah. because right now, you know, when you think of, to me, when you think of um, contemporary painters and I'm not even thinking in the blue chip world because I don't really, I'm not that familiar with that world, but you, you know, right now when you think of the best painters, you've got, um, you know, like a guy like Sean Cheatham, you've got a guy like uh, Jeremy Lipking, just amazing portrait guys that are just doing, you know, portrait paintings of, a beautiful woman on a couch and it's like they're so good it, it doesn't even matter what the subject is but these guys are like they're academic painters right so they're all about technique but i think we need to be we need to to try and hit that bar so we really mm -hmm, need to mm -hmm. you know it should be a mission of every artist we already it's almost like the idea of um you, what do they say to be to be a woman you have to be twice you have to be twice as good as a man to yeah, right. get half as much or whatever <laughs> it's kind of that same thing it's like we're already treated like dog shit in a lot of ways and looked down upon so our artwork has I, i've said this point before too but our artwork has to even be better so sure sure and, and well, I think, yeah yeah I, it's like when i was i'm go ahead, go ahead oh sorry. no i just think that that can be a real motivating factor to learning as well is like yeah, you know absolutely if for the movement you know, you right. get your shit together, learn your stuff for the movement because you want to you want to put it in the best light as possible. Well, then be happy when other people are getting better. I mean, again, the whole notion, this whole notion is dead. You know, here's the thing. The illusion is coming down. Look around you. Look at the world. Look right now at the world. Look locally, look nationally, look internationally. What is happening? Right. All of the illusion, the big power, big money. Fuck, we are totally absolved of responsibility. We're safe. We, we've got this ivory tower. It's all coming down. Yeah. It's all coming down. It's all being exposed for what it is, right? Yeah. So let's be honest. One of the things that's being exposed for what it is, this whole idea of having to compete in order to earn right right oh my god as long as i hold on to my special little techniques no one else will paint or play the flute or drum or draw or run a cash register better than me but okay come on it's ridiculous right the reality is is we should be holding everyone up and saying the better they are at what they do the better they can do what they do Right, because right. each of us has something to yeah, do yeah we want to help no each one else can do what we have to yeah. do that's the yeah that's the that's the righteous path is helping other people to be their best 
and know that, so, you know. Yeah, so the idea is that within this, I mean, another prong of that fork with the whole dark arts society thing is that it's like we want to share resources with people for free so that they can do what they do better, whatever that is. Because by them doing better doesn't mean that you are going to do worse. We're not talking that we're fighting in some small little pond. This is the earth. It's enormous. There's there's money beyond your wildest imaginations. There's you could so never, many people. You that- could never conceive of the amount of money and people and time and energy and power that's available to you. You just have no idea. Right. Yeah. So and with, with, yeah. With the internet, it's like, there's so many, it was, and I've said this before, I think in the past podcast, but I'll say it again, but there was some Philip K. Dick story where he said that, in, you know, something along the lines that the future, there are so many people that any, everything is marketable because there's so many right. people, there's always a person that's going to be interested in something and what it, well, think about the currencies that that have yet to be invented. I mean, let's be honest here. Like, you got to figure a five year old right now. Like I said on the last podcast, seventy five percent of the jobs that that five year old might do have yet to be invented. There are currencies that have yet to be invented. Currencies that are energy exchanges that we don't even understand yet. There's so much more that we can pin down. But that's what again, you want to play with the ego in the wrong direction, the primal fear angle. It's like, oh my god, I'm so terrified. If this guy better than me then there's no way i'm going to be able to sell my paintings to the same people that are buying his paintings right. oh my god the reality is there's so many more people buying paintings that you could ever imagine that there's no danger right. so it's, right. you it's just have illusion. to find again yeah. it's part of that illusion so that's right. what i meant it's when the, i said yeah, like, it's, all it's, of that illusion is coming down and this is part of it yeah it's the old it's the old the old guard that is changing it's like a new way of being you know it's this kind of cooperative way of being so um <clears throat> You know, one thing also we wanted to talk about um, is the uh, we, we want to get some f- female dark artists on the on the show to be interviewed because it is kind of like uh, there are there is at least the ones that are, are known. Um, there's this seems like it's more men, definitely more men than women. But <clears throat> there are the there are some amazing female dark artists. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be it's 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 going to be. uh we need to start integrating that into the podcast a little more because it really some of there's some of the most amazing dark artists are are females. There's uh, <clears throat> Ave Rose does these amazing dark steampunk type sculptures. She's incredible. Yeah. Liz McGrath, who's kind of like she she got me into my first show. She was and and her stuff is like super dark and super weird. I would totally consider her a dark artist. A lot of these people, oh, came, yeah. a lot of these people. Um, came up when it was called lowbrow and pop surrealism, but really, you know, you've got these elements that were leaning towards the dark side that are way, you know, I, I totally consider or even like, even, even in the, uh, like Stacy ransom and the photography stuff, you know oh, what right. I mean? Absolutely. It's like, so just like, cause that's the thing that gets me off. Like I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love painting. I love all kinds of art, but like I, because I'm a photographer, just like, well, you're a painter. Right. If you see a painting that really gets you off, it's better than any other medium. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's the thing you do for me. I'm a photographer. I mean, filmmaking is just a series of photographies that have been sped, you know, photographs that have been sped up. So like Stacy ransom, like or her kind of stuff is just like ah because it reminds me of like joel peter Witkin, you know it's like right, it's yeah. got that same feel about it you know yeah yeah so there's i mean there's um you know uh 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 Steph- hack yep she's amazing or stephanie uh inagaki is really amazing i don't know if i mentioned liz lopez and um uh who's the I- 
Did you ever look up? Did you ever look up Susie Roach with those with her uh, pyrography that she does? She's no. burning these pieces of wood and doing no. these amazing portraits that are like I can't even imagine how you could possibly burn that shit into wood. Right. Uh, I'm trying to look up because I'm totally leaving out. One I of my actually favorites. I have an Amber Michelle Russell right here on my wall to the left of my face. What's that? I have an Amber Michelle Russell right here on my wall. Hold on, sorry. Like I have, I have a, I have a very small art collection, but well, of course you can't. I can't (laughs) turn my computer, but I'm just saying that, like one, you know, out of my, I'm looking around. I have like five pieces of art on my walls. One of them is yours, and one of them is Amber Michelle Russell. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, as much as uh, uh, pseudo five. I love pseudo five. Oh yeah, Uh, Miriam Mirachiski. Yeah, she's great. Um, okay, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna kill myself if I can't remember um Stephanie Vega yeah, Stephanie Vega her. that's what I was gonna say I was looking just like oh yeah I read your mind again that's twice today <laughs> yeah she does these amazing little uh these sculptures I mean she's doing stuff that I would be doing if I wasn't painting seriously it's so yeah, yeah. incredible so you know I I I I think that by um just we need to shine, shine a light more on the women as well, because they really are a big part of the community. And the more it grows, the more I see women fans as well, like way more than before. When I, when I first started, I mean, I I look at my analytics on Instagram and it is, it's like two thirds men. And when I was starting, it was all men. And I remember in the very beginning, I got um, some women's shirts made when I first made shirts and they, and, they were really slow to sell because there was very few female fans, but I don't know what has changed or <laughs> I don't know. I, I, honestly, I see a huge, I think that it's more, I think huge, it's more acceptable. I mean, I think that that's part of it is like women are fighting a much, like you said earlier, women are fighting a much uh, stronger uphill battle than men are. Right? right. And so for women to break out of the, like, I'm supposed to be 36, 24, 36 and have this special look and be, you know, have all of these things that the media is stuffing down the consumer's throat as to what a woman should look like, be, think, do, act, say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For them to be able, to get to a point where they're willing to say, yeah, I like this bloody dark stuff. I like this scary stuff. I like this creepy edgy stuff. I like the gritty stuff. That's taking a step even farther outside of an area where they're already trying to walk a very fine line. And so I think that it's really exciting. And like you said, even in five years, I've seen a huge updraft in females and I'm so excited for it because, you know, they have more to, I would like to see more women producing dark. I want to see what women have to say because they got some dark shit to tell us (laughs) Yeah, that have been getting the boot heel in the neck for the past fucking 2000 years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and just the fact that the, the, the ones that are doing, doing it now are so damn good. It, it just goes to show, you know, that there's, uh, I, I, I'd like to see it, you know, I would love to see a 50, 50 split. That would be my dream is to see it. You know, there's as many men and women. This doesn't, oh, there are more women on the planet than there are I, men. I know. So, there's I know. That. so, so we got to get, <laughs> at least get a 50, 50 split. But, but I guess, I mean, I was counting up our, our guests and we've had four guests. I mean, we had Ulrich twice, but still four, right. four official guests. So if we, the next guest, if it's a woman, it would be officially be the fifth Number five guest on the Dark Art <laughs> Society podcast, which gets me all excited. I know Chad doesn't give a shit. He's giving me the like, yeah, whatever look, but still, it's cool as fuck as far as I'm concerned. 
so yeah, that's something that you know we're we're, we're aware of and we are going to address and and uh, you know not make a big deal out of it either. Just like you know, obviously being a, a guy in this in this industry, I tend to have um, more guy artist friends. But you know, I know enough women dark artists to where there's no reason that they can't be part of this you know, podcast. And so I, I'm well, they, they, super no excited I mean, about I think that. You know? Honestly, I think the reality is Chet. Let's be Jasmine Worth. Jasmine Worth's another Jasmine great Worth painter. Jasmine Worth is amazing. Yeah, totally. Was that uh pussy eight or something? What is it? No, no, that's, Short that's, hateful. uh, that's another one. Uh, yeah. I Yasmine. Love that. Yasmine Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. She just, yeah. yeah she, and, oh. and she's, she's kind of under really underrated and her stuff is really, she just paints, painting people like with green they all have green faces it's so creepy i love it i love it it fucking slays me when that shit's yeah, awesome there's there's but, a, I think, uh, but i wanted to mention that i think the reason i just think that it's worth mentioning and the reason that we've had who we've had on here let's be honest is out of opportunity we're opportunists right we christopher ulrich is a huge part of this whole dark art movement so inevitably he's going to be on here first but then all of the rest of the artists have been people that are close to you i mean they're right, people yeah, that you yeah. know they're artists they're your friends so it's not like you well, know Christy, it hasn't what was that no christopher was you know he's he's one of the uh, original thinkers part of the, coming this thinking this whole thing yeah. up, so i felt like but I you know to, what i'm saying yeah, though yeah, is that yeah. in the sense to all of these other dark artists you know these are the people that are the closest right, to right. you the people, the people I, yeah. you think of right away you deal with them on a regular basis so i mean those happen to be men because you you know you're most of your friends are men dark artists right. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. again it's not like it, it it's not like it was uh, arbitrary certainly it was opportunistic if nothing else because you know fill those roles yeah yeah i mean i don't even I, i'm not as cynical about it as you are but uh, I, don't, I don't see it as that opportunistic more more to me it's more like i you know i, I just i want to uh i want to have the best guess on as possible that i that i can easily get you know what i mean that people will find interesting that i like and that you well, it's like, like Chet, and, it's like they say on silence of the lambs where do we covet first we covet those who we know we covet the things we know clarice <laughs> <laughs> the things closest to us <laughs> So anyway, I, I, I didn't. That's all I meant by opportunistic. I got it. I got it. I got it. I know. I know you didn't mean it that way. I just didn't want other people to think, you know, think that. Well, but, so, sometimes Chad has to put me in check, and then afterwards he has to be like, Mike, you know that one part. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Anyway, so um, you know, more exciting changes coming, and and just growth, I guess you could say, rather than changes, and um. Uh, and yeah, we're going to get this Patreon thing going try and see how that goes, try and grow this movement. And, you know, we're open to suggestions. We love hearing what you guys have to say. You guys and gals have to say on, um, you know, on threads and, uh, 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 on Facebook and, you know, any ideas I, I, I love, I'd love to hear them because this is a real, you know, a real organic inspired movement. That's how I feel about it. I I know you feel the same way. And so that is where the the real ideas come from. Um, you know, Mike and I and and Ulrich may have had, you know, an, an initial inspiration, but um I think the more we are open to hearing what you all have to say, the better and bigger this thing is gonna get. And ultimately, that's what we want, you know. I I I, I nothing would make me happier than to 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 have this whole thing be a big movement that is beneficial beneficial to everyone involved you know so yep. that's what i'm hoping for and i think we can do it i think it's i think it's 
you know and like i said in the movie it it, it could be a world changer i believe it as much as it's a very uh, an idealistic pie in the sky kind of perspective i feel that way inside i feel like it really could maybe not in our lifetime even but i feel like it could be and i and i you know i even see i see it being life-changing or world changing in small ways to some people's worlds, you know, like, well, yeah, we watch it on a daily basis. Yeah. Like I'm seeing, seeing people like, you know, that were fans a few years ago, just, you know, people like Chris Halford, just growing so much with their artwork and, and Patrick Ty, you know, just being a fan and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, there's nothing cooler than seeing somebody in like a foreign country post that their art collection. And there's like a painting from Patrick Ty. Yeah. It's just, man, dude, it's so exciting. It is so exciting. It's so exciting. And, 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 I don't know. I just think I, about what we could do together. I mean, that's the thing that blows me away is it's like, okay, so, you know, and you know me, I, I go like a million miles out, you yeah. know, just fucking <laughs> like a rocket ship. But it's like, think about what we could do together, people. I mean, really, like if we all honed our craft, we worked our asses off and we put our money and our ideas and our resources and our time and our thoughts together to do something together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, really like it's paradigm shifting. You know, yeah, these are yeah. big, this is big stuff, not I, little stuff. I think it's, I think it is what it is really is it's part of this paradigm shift that is happening naturally. It's just, it's one, there's things like this are happening all over the place in all kinds of different ways. And ours is just one little aspect of it, you know? And, you know, I want to be at that. I want to be at that party. I want to, I want to be part of that, you know? And I think all of us do. So let's wrap it up because it's 56 minutes. Good good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, you know, I, th- I think that I would like to reiterate that it's important that, you know, we're treating this podcast very much the way that we want this movement to go. And and so which is to say that as above, so below, you know, that we treat this podcast organically in a conversational tone. We don't rehearse shit. You know, we talk before the podcast periodically. But the reality is, is we're just sitting here jiving. We're just talking with each other when we have guests on. It's the same thing. We just basically let them know, hey, we'll try not to talk over each other and we're going to introduce you. And then at the end, we're going to promote a, a couple things. So. So this is organic. This is conversational. This is just developing as it develops and we're open to feedback. And we would see that as the microcosm, that would reflect the macrocosm, which is that that's what the movement's doing in and of itself. And so we're just reflecting back what it's already happening. And that's really what we're here to do. You know, that's, that's all it is. We're watering the, watering the seeds and culling the weeds. Yep. So I would, on that note, if you guys can uh, share this, spread the word. I still, I would love to see more people sharing it. Um, it's still, I, I feel like we've got this amazing podcast. Everyone I talk to, every time I have a show or go to a show, people are like, I'm addicted to it. It's my favorite podcast. And so if, if you can, um, I, you know, we, we love the podcast too. We love bringing it to you. So if you could just spread the word and uh, uh, get it out there, comment, rate us, all that business, you know, the stuff we yep. always ask of yep. you, that would be great. Um, yeah. So let's 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 go so you can get ready for your hunting trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Chet's and Chet secretly, he, you know, as he always does, he he's wished me this every hunting trip since he's known me. He says, "I hope you don't kill anything." <laughs> yep. So you know, y'all can y'all can just wish whatever direction you want, and we'll see we're, we'll see where the chips fall. That's that's that would be a successful trip. If you don't well, then I've had a lot of success. <laughs> You've had so much success in your hunting career. It's I just, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, all right. Right. All right. We'll catch you guys next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, much love. Dark Art Society. Big yeah. things happening. Peace.